So, so glad you got glad that. You got that. Uh, brace? Brace? It, it looks like Brace, brace is, cutting is cutting off. off. I, can't I can't hear him. Yeah, I can't, yeah, hear, brace. can't hear Brace. We lost Brace. We lost Brace. We lost Brace. Folks, we've lost Paul, folks. Paul, folks. I don't think, I don't he, think can he can hear us, hear us no. either. Nope, nope. Here, let me chat him. Oh, oh he, he can't, can't hear us. us. Let's use this opportunity to talk mad shit about him. Yeah, what the fuck? Because he can't talk back. Nope. CIA, Imperial Mercenary, Brace, KKK, Belden. Finally got him. Finally got him. Yes, yes. I think we got you back. Now you're. Yes, we got you. It's like this, like eighty-five-year-old Jewish grandpa. With like tech, we really don't know how to do anything. I feel like I'm at somebody's. I feel like I'm at somebody's. I feel like I'm at somebody's Zoom Seder. Are you there? Are you there? Yes. Wait. Can you hear me? You can still hear me. My, yes. the, the voice recording stopped automatically because <laughs> I changed mics, it says. But, yeah, we're all good. Everyone everyone is recording. Three, two, one. Smack that as ass good up. As, to be ex- as good as to be expected from white people. <laughs> we, we've all smacked our bitch up, and we're, we're ready to go. Uh, so, just just kicking things off here, uh, Brace. I wanted to get your uh, reaction. <laughs> your your yeah, that's from weed. That's from weed, not coronavirus. For anyone listening here, for anyone listening, this is not dangerous here. Oh, um, you're you can't quarantine. get coronavirus from listening to a podcast. <laughs> well, not that yet. We know no. of. 5G, baby. Yeah. 5G. Oh, you we're gonna get into that from it. We are going to get into that. Believe me. Um, and all the future mutations of which you can get diseases from the internet. But uh, first things first, Brace, I need your review of the air sex videos I sent you because you requested them from me the other day. And at first when you texted me, send me air sex videos, I didn't know what you were talking about. And then it took a couple seconds and I was like, oh, you want the YouTube clip of uh, a sort of um, a group of fine young gentlemen displaying their sexual prowess um, on an ottoman. Well, I'm I'm bringing up the video once again right now, but it, it's called, I believe, Pretty Ricky Late Night Special. Yes, that is it. Uh, and uh, to me, so what I like is it's a it's a small group of friends, which I'm you know I'm always uh, happy to see. Uh, dudes and, rocking. D- d- oh, yeah. Look at that. What? Oh my gosh, we have matching Zephyr's mugs. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I found so there's there's a bunch of different guys. There's pressure. There's satisfaction. Uh, I can't really remember the other guys' names. But to me, satisfaction was absolutely by and far satisfaction with a K, of course. It's <laughs> reference to America, the you know, it's, it's satisfaction. Exactly. Uh, and I think I think he does he does the rare move where he both. He not only he not only is apparently on the receiving end of of the either reverse or regular cowgirl, but he in fact is imitating. There we go. Okay, he is he is he is bucking like not a horse, but like a bronco. <laughs> it's the fluid movements of these of these gentlemen that really. I mean, when I have sex, it's wham, bam, done. I'm out of here. Thank you so fucking much. Get in, get out like the Navy SEALs. You know, exactly. this, is, you know this is an operation. I, 
I think, Grace, what would help you is if you got one of these shirts, which is not so much a shirt, but like a tunic where it not only doesn't have sleeves, it doesn't have sides. Yeah. I think it's all about costuming. Costuming. Oh, here we go. I think STC is not the good one. He's not very good. No, he's not nearly as good. He's not as fluid. I think he's got some back issues. He's so so stiff. socks on. It's stiff. It's not good at all. Yeah. My my thing is, it appears from the motion that they're making is that they they (laughs) exit between every single thrust, they exit completely the woman's right. vagina. <laughs> yes. Recede yes. about recede about nine to ten inches back from the vagina into the actual air, which I guess is why they call it air sex, and then right. re-enter uh, right. the vagina, which to me, the fact that they're practicing that move shows a certain dedication that you just don't see anymore. Well, you don't want to miss. Well, <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be problem. Oh, that would, dear that God, hurt. no. That can yeah. hurt. Uh, believe me, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know like how they decided. To, I want to like a behind the scenes making of video director's commentary. Behind yeah, I want to know like uh, what day they were like they were talking and they're like, guys, I got an idea. What if we film this? And where they're like, or if it was like, so I've been trying this new thing, and they were, and then all of them were like, oh wait, me too. And that's how they yeah. figured out they were all in my mind. It went like this. They were sitting around like a campfire making s'mores or something. And they just started like talking about, oh, man, I can't wait to have sex. I'll, I'll show you what I'll do. And then one of them's like, oh, that's nothing. I'll show you what I'm going to do. And then they just like created a little circle of uh, demonstrating their imagined sex having. And then they're like, "God damn, this is really good. People need to see this." Um, my, I, so the, was the, the Chapo FYM guys put me onto this video. It, it's a classic, and it's from like it was recorded like probably over ten years ago. And the the best part about the video is that there's like an end credits where the credits roll, and it's like satisfaction X two C pressure, and then it includes their real names. And I just love the thing about like all these guys have like families now and jobs and stuff, but they're you know. They have, so an IMDb, they have an IMDb credit for, like, um, st- uh, Stroke Game. <laughs> how to. Think of, think of how many, like, I mean, these guys have to have at least 30 or 40 kids. They're so good at fucking. Right. It's very powerful. Oh, they're, never, they're they're like they're like ninjas. It's 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 why my friend my friend Max and I used to like we, we knew a bunch of different like three different guys who would do some variation of bragging about like they'd say they had sex with a girl, but they'd be like, you know what? She's like really flexible. And I always thought, like, what are you doing with that? You weigh 220 pounds and smoke two packs of cigarettes. What are you doing? Yeah. You literally can barely stand up under your own weight. Like, did she just tell you she used to do gymnastics? You don't know that firsthand. <laughs> but this is that this is like an incredibly advanced version of that. I really apply. I like, you know, I like athletes no matter what sport it's in. And this is obviously, this takes it out of the realm of amateur, amateur, and this brings it basically to a professional level. Well, the thing I worry about is one of them finally gets a girl with these amazing moves, and they're like, oh, I need to see that. And then he goes for it, and he just breaks his dick off in her belly button. Yeah. <laughs> because that really does seem to be more of where they're thrusting. It's difficult to see where the where the form of another person factors. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a key component. Is it? I mean, if you want to transition to, you know, uh, out of the out of this realm. But no, 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 no. no. The, the no, thing is, no. it's, it's like it's like improv. Improv used to be something actors did to become more funny or better actors. But then they decided actually improv is its own thing. 
So air fucking is now its own thing. Oh, God, They're that's not awful. working it's up the, to anything. Oh, it's the improv like, it's of sex. Own, oh, yeah, that's exactly. terrible. I was just well, I was like hate trying it now. to find Actually, now I hate it. Actually, the improv of sex is rape. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay! I was it's trying to find this video joke. and I just <laughs> YouTubed air sex because Brace and I couldn't figure out what to call it. And, and it turns out that there are thing, there's a thing called the air sex, like championship. Hell yes. And this is like a competition that they do. Now I haven't watched these videos because I thought it was like too far for me. I like to see the homegrown. I don't. Need, I don't know if I need to see a bunch of people doing whatever they're doing mm-hmm. on a you know center stage. But this is apparently a thing. Yeah, this seems like this is the gentrified version. Like, I would, uh, it was invented by these young black guys, and now it's being commodified. I know. Now it's going to be on TikTok, and then everyone's yeah. going to be doing it. It's like not going to be those like little viral dance videos. Yeah, and they're going to see nothing out of it. Not one dollar. I would just like to point out um, a little bit earlier in this conversation, uh, Beta Matt revealed himself by saying that, like, you should think about the other person when you're having sex. No, (laughs) absolute alpha mindset. Never. Only, only be thinking about yourself. Tell your sons this. (laughs) (laughs) I've always maintained that you should think about other persons, but you should just think of random other people that you know. Yeah. Like if like you're trying not to nut, you should think of Henry Kissinger or Madeleine Albright. 100%. 100%. Doing, I doing air sex to each other. When I was younger, I heard that like thinking of your grandparents was like a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I fucking, I did it. Um, and you nutted really quickly and you were like, what does that say about me? <laughs> oh, I oh. forgot how hot my grandma was. Damn it. This <laughs> Jewess. Yeah, like what if your grandma is Helen Mirren or something? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. fucked. I'm yeah. Googling what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, just a, there's a l- little intro, but to officially start the show, uh, hello, uh, all you cool cats and kittens. This is Chapo. It's me, Amber, and Matt. And we are, of course, joined by our good friends, Brace and Liz, from, live from San Francisco. Um, I guess uh, before, uh, again, officially starting the show, just a little bit of a house cleaning here, uh, just to state officially on the record, uh, please stop asking us about Virgil. Virgil is fine. Uh, he is on a brief hiatus from well, the show. He is not. He is dead. in a secure location. He is not yeah. dead. We have not fired him, and uh, it's none of your business. So please stop yeah. filling my mentions, asking uh, where is Virgil? Why did you kill Virgil, Texas? So it's he just doesn't get good Wi-Fi at the Javits Center. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a comet ping pong. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess to kick, to kick things off here, uh, I haven't, see, haven't seen you guys since uh, the, the end of our uh, West Coast tour and um, probably the end of human civilization. We got you in at the real twilight of a, a moment that uh, you know, feels very different looking back on it now. So I, I have gotta, to say, I'm glad I went out that way. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good I, way to like, get it out of your system before never having any fun again. I, that was like a month ago. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the thing. It was just like a month ago. It was everything was going Life? so. What was that? What does well. the meme say? What does the meme say? Life comes at you fast. Well, yes, indeed. Yeah, no. In indeed retrospect, like- I'm I'm really sorry for coming to that as sick as I was. <laughs> Did you uh, have it? Do you think, Bryce? I I, I really think I because I Will is pretty sure he no, had it too. I don't think you had it because if you had it, I would have had it, and I didn't have it. Maybe you were asymptomatic. Or I, I think that I might be immune. I've convinced myself. This is Will what like, quarantine really does. I have all these like schemes, and, and one of my like 
ideas is that I'm actually naturally immune. I've convinced myself of this. Hell yeah. Because I haven't you're, had you're the flu since I was like four or something. Yeah, well, you're one of the X-Men. Broads yeah. can barely even get this fucking shit anyway, right? <laughs> it's true. No, yeah. it's mostly dudes. This is a dude's rock too. disease, really. This is all about dude solidarity. Dudes, dudes are way more likely to die of this shit. Yeah, but no, uh, Will, didn't you think you had it? Yeah. Well, I, I do know, I have heard from like several people that I know who were at the San Francisco show that they reported symptoms shortly thereafter attending the show okay. in San Francisco. See, but the thing is, is that means I almost definitely had it. And if that's the case, then I must be asymptomatic completely because I haven't had anything. Well, I got, I got really sick uh, in Seattle in January or in December. And then, like, really sick in January. And then I got sick again in March. So I think one of those times... Seattle in January is a realistic... Because that's the first American city it hit. It's so fun that we get to speculate on this. Yes. I like the idea of Grace bringing it to California. My bad. It's the goddamn plague rats. I'm trying to give it to Yashar Ali. (laughs) (laughs) You're the plague rack on the Venetian uh, uh, trading vessel. A lot well, of my we were- enemies have comorbidities, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't we all? Jesus. I don't well, want to find out what my comorbidity is as I'm dying. So, I mean, looking back on that just a, a, a brief month ago, our, our, our shining moment of triumph, we were like, you know, uh, Bernie's going to roll on Super Tuesday. Uh, the health of this, uh, this country's economy and culture will continue to improve. Uh, nowhere to go but up, up, up. So looking back a, a month later, uh, Brace and Liz, let me ask you first, how are you holding up under quarantine and how are you uh, coping with uh, Bernie Sanders dying? I mean, I'm OK, actually. I think I'm like pretty solid. Quar- I feel like I dealt with the reality of quarantine pretty quickly compared to I think a lot of people or like I was like mentally already getting myself into the zone because I am a crazy person and like read reddit prepper shit and conspiracy boards like for fun um but it it, so i think i'm like handling quarantine okay brace is like you're like owning quarantine i'm thriving baby i love it (laughs) this has been one of the greatest months of my life liz i will say that liz liz had liz was preparing for like two pretty much like the day after the the show we did with you guys Liz was like going to the grocery store, like literally every time I would talk to her, she's like, you know, I think I'm going to go back and like buy another 400 like frozen meats or whatever. (laughs) Um, I uh, stocked up on attachments for my AR and uh, I have I've just been I love it. I love it because I've spent so much time in like places where I can't leave, but I didn't have any books with me and I was too sick to jack off. And now I feel like fantastic. I've been exercising more. Uh, I, I'm mentally convinced myself that I'm also now immune from coronavirus. So there's really <laughs> nothing for me to worry about. Uh, and, I, you know, it's, it allows me more time to really devote myself to my uh, passion, which is uh, uh, reading court transcripts from pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> neither uh, way, of you two are really what you might call outdoorsy types. Am I guessing? 
No, I'm Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, You're uh, an listener, indoor kid by, uh, by ethnic uh, inheritance. Uh, listener, Brace is pointing a gun at his uh, phone right now, and but therefore <laughs> me, me through Zoom, <laughs> which is great. So, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, it's sort of similar to Brace. I feel like I've, I've taken to quarantine pretty well because I spent most of my 20s as a failure. So like this, this idea that I, I can't, you know, leave my apartment and like need to avoid all human interaction is like not the biggest lift for me. But a, a harder lift, a, a harder pill to swallow is uh, the death of Bernie Sanders. <clears throat> so uh, Brace and Liz, you know, I mean, everyone is uh, putting their two cents in about this right now, given the, the campaign postmortem. So from your guys' perspective, uh, wh- why do you think Bernie was defeated? Oof. I think there's like a lot of I mm, I feel like there's a lot of postmortems to be written and a lot of things to like talk through on that. Yeah, but... I thought we were gonna talk about five G towers. Does this have to be a fucking bummer of an episode? We have friends visiting. I mean, okay. what I'll say is that I mean, I actually think that people need to take a lot more time thinking through this. I'll say that, and I think that like yeah. I mean, I have some ideas in, like of my own that I've been working through, and a lot of it actually goes back to, I think, a lot of changes and responses to the 2016 election, honestly, and that in, within the Democratic Party, and then also um, like what we would call the quote unquote left, however that kind of like we want to shape that <laughs> nebulous body that we call the left, but I think that like. There's there's just so many things. And, I, I you know, I hear a lot of people either talking about, like, campaign strategy or Bernie wasn't mean enough, which I kind of disagree a little bit on. And, and I think that kind of is missing. It's like confusing the trees for the forest or whatever that saying is. It's like the I, th- I think the answer lies in a lot more of the kind of structural changes within the Dem primary electorate. And how the, um, you know, the the quote unquote left responded um, to those changes and also to the to Trump election. You know, I mean, I think it was. A, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I have to. I, well, I'm not being eloquent okay, at all. There's, there's how, how a about lot this? Of stuff how about this? Through. How about this? Instead of instead of offering our uh, poorly thought out takes on this, can I share with you guys another take, another analysis of the election? And maybe we can uh, react to that. So, uh, Chris, can, can you can you clue up the clip of our good friend Ezra Klein talking on yes. the Vox podcast? So I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you guys now. Let's just like listen to another podcast. I think I've heard this. Was that? I thought that was Sean. Oh no, it was just him it was it was. This is Ezra Klein interviewing Sean McElwee about oh, why. Oh God! Bur- <laughs> Fuck! There seems to me to have been a split. Like in that period. The people who loved tweeting about and demanding and fighting for Abolish ICE combined folks (laughs) who I think now looking back, some of them wanted to change laws. And I think some of them don't. I think that there is a part of the left that is committed to doing the difficult transactional compromise oriented work of politics. And there is a part of the left that a couple years ago looked like the same thing, but has clearly shown itself to not be that is not trying even really to get people elected like they would have liked bernie sanders to get elected but they're not going to do the kinds of things that hurt to get there right they're not going to make the alliances make the compromises like not say some things they think are true about the world not pick some fights they would like to pick in the world and that 
there seems to me to be a bit of a split in it, and it's why your your invocation of the Tea Party there as nihilistic is interesting to me. I don't want to call it as part of the left nihilistic, but I, I would call it anti-system, that there are folks here who want to take over the system with more left-leaning ideas, and there are folks here who I think just want to be in a fight and be pure and show that they're not part of something that is corrupt and transactional <laughs> and dirtying and on the wrong side of history. And watching sort of people sort themselves into different sides of that has been one very interesting to me as somebody reporting on all this, but I think something that you've been very involved in and have been trying both through your organization and through your sort of presence socially and otherwise to draw pretty sharp distinctions on. That's Ezra Klein. Yeah, that's Ezra yeah. Klein. Okay, that was really triggering for my misophonia. I could hear every wet little spittle <laughs> in his mouth. They need to turn down the fucking sensitivity of that microphone. Someone I, sa- I couldn't even hear anything. Someone saying both abolish ice and folks in the same sentence is my MK Ultra trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I guess I'll just admit it. I think that his framing of it is wrong and bad, obviously, and from the point of view of an, an establishment Democrat. But the split he identifies is real. It's just that it's the actual split between like a strategy of like class politics and left liberalism. Like that's the distinction. He frames it as like the realists and the Puritans, but it's really distinct like strategies for like underlying ideology of like uh, uh, the of uh, like political economy and also tactics. I just don't know who he's talking about other than like left Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's who, that's who he's talking about. That's the only okay, left like, that that's, exists. And that's okay. So fine. Like then let's talk about that. But it seems it's so these guys do the same thing where it's like, I, you know, I don't mind talking about left Twitter or whatever, but they refuse to even like acknowledge that that's what they're talking about. And rather than say that, they try to like extrapolate it into a larger political discussion, like as yeah. if they're this is like they're actually. Well, that's how Sean McKell like, we got to be a name was well, yeah. just by working left. Like he literally just tweeted a catchphrase long enough that it became a meme, and then all the press is like, "Wow, this guy is the leader of a new political movement." But the thing and it is, was all like, it was all ginned up on Twitter. Well, yeah. yeah well, and you then, forget all of the true, uh, all of the mixers at. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at, at that bar, whatever the fuck it was yeah. called, where he would get like three inches from your face and like oh, breathe hotly. I think this is like really an important point because it is true that Sean McElwee, whatever, however you say his name, whatever, um, who, by the way, I don't care for very much at all. Um, Not a fan. On that guy. Not a fan. But it's like, yeah, he tweeted a fucking thing and eventually every democratic politician had to adopt this ridiculous stance. I mean, I I think it's like um, in their, in their party platform and the Democrats, you know, took it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so there is something to what Ezra Klein is talking about when he's talking about this like media ecosystem. And I think that it would, you know, do and do everyone like, or, you know, I think it's better to acknowledge that that exists than, Try to deny that it is real, I guess, is what I'm saying. My thing is that, like, yeah, like, of course, uh, these are the same people who think that, like, we're going to push Joe Biden left, (laughs) which is the most ridiculous. It's a notion so divorced from any sort of, like, politics, let alone, like, socialism that I recognize. Wild insanity. It's just, you talk about nihilism? Yeah. I mean, like, look at what 
I mean, forget, first of all, you have the person of Joe Biden, and then you have their record. He is the perfect avatar of reactionary uh, Democrat. Mm-hmm. There's no way he would ever become a leftist in office. And then if you just say, no, it's not him, it's the people around him, who are you talking about? The DNC, who were willing not only to cheat in voting and in counting votes and in uh, meddling with campaigns and in uh, having deals with the media to do propaganda against Bernie and then kill people. <laughs> That's what they were all willing to do to stop Bernie. In what universe are they going to compromise in any meaningful way? How are they ever going to give you anything other than a mere sop to pacify you? Well, why? Like, why would they? Like, it's it's exactly they have the whip hand. They won. Exactly. Like they they have they have white women. Something I've been trying to get for 30 years now (laughs) is the Democrats. They have suburban white women. And it's like it's so funny to see. I mean, it's not it's not funny. It's a little I mean, it is actually funny. It's funny. It's allowed to be in the joker funny. In a jokerified world, it's very funny. I mean, I think the good thing out of this is like maybe people can see that like for some reason everybody believed the Democrats in 2016 when they said socialism was racist mm-hmm. and that like it, it was problematic. Or, or they didn't believe it, but they felt like they w- couldn't be the one to say, I don't believe that. It's, it's like the same thing with the labor, uh, like uh, the, the like Jeremy Corbyn's an anti-Semite. It's like you yeah. have to pretend that it's true, even We're though you know it's not this. true. Even though you know it's not fucking true, you have to pretend it's true. So somebody who will always hate you forever might have a chance of not hating you. That is never going to – the media is always going to hate you. Even if you – people think that like putting – if we like put AOC as like the progressive – Yeah, exactly. Oh, they couldn't do to her what they did to Bernie. Yeah, but like they will do it to her. Are you kidding? They'll do whatever. I mean I don't think – I, well, I don't. I don't I, think. I mean, I, I don't think, think AOC is yeah. an, a yeah. threat to anyone. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm saying, like, if you put, up, they're not going like, to go after AOC. She's on their team, well, right? Now. Because she's going to play ball. But I'm saying, like, even if you had a hypothetical AOC yes. who didn't play ball, they'd still find a way to stitch her up. I mean, exactly. I think her whole like media charade, where she's coming out talking about, like, talking all this shit, like. I'm not going to – well, Joe Biden hasn't called me. He doesn't care about me. It's like, yeah, because you have no power. <laughs> also because he has a rotary phone and it's very exhausting for him no, but to it's just like, keep making like, – Hey, Jack, let me, know, give, me, give me conduct the, 5402 like, AOC. <laughs> Next to me. Yeah, it's like this is back to the like we're going to push him left bullshit that we were talking about. And it's like in what world does Joe Biden and – like care first of all AOC is like I will eventually support the nominee but also I'm gonna like throw a shit fit in the New York Times that he hasn't called me and doesn't want me to campaign for him it's like first of all you're very polarizing I don't know if anyone's looked at like I mean she's not like a hundred percent popular (laughs) yeah a lot of people people assume oh if she was the nominee she'd win easily and it's like that's not true she no, would. She might win, but it would be another like uh, culture war t- coin toss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm like people get mad at me of how critical I am of her, but I don't think she's a very talented politician. But um, no, she snuck in through the back door, which no one really wanted to admit. I mean, people worked hard for her campaign, but it was just it, no one was watching the shot. They caught. They but caught it's him more sleeping. So, like the <clears throat> thing that I take issue with is like you're saying. I'm going to eventually vote for the nominee. But what I'm upset at is that you're not catering to me. You're not like kissing my feet. And like, it's like, in what world would they even need to? It's such a weird inflation. And, and, and you know, and I'm now I'm not even talking about her specifically, but just talking about other people too. And it's like, 
you know. Yeah, it, it, it does seem like she's a little more insulted that she's not being included in a system that she sort of got elected for criticizing. Like, it's very kind of, I don't know, it's very kind of like there's some weird mafia etiquette that I don't understand. Like, Joe Biden hasn't called me on this the day of my daughter's wedding. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't understand. She just seems offended. But it's like, I'm yeah, Amber, what are you holding? You're saying that you're going to vote for him. So, like, Amber, who cares? What? Amber, may your first child be a progressive child. <laughs> <laughs> By the God, way, I I married, term. I'm marrying her daughter in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, so like, like, you know, like, like one one vision of this is that, like, you know, there's two sides to the left, the side that just wants to, you know, fight and throw bombs on Twitter, and then the side that wants to, you know, get serious about making compromises and work within the system to, like, you know, have a seat at the table. And you know, you you all know what we what we feel about that, like the idea that you know, forget forget the left, whatever that means. The idea that like even like liberals or progressives in the Democratic Party are going to have like a big voice in the direction yeah. of it going forward is. The history is clear. Yeah. There is no arguing with the with the facts of the case. Like Joe Biden, if he gets elected president, could be like the greatest president of modern history if he just spends all his time undoing the things that he did as a senator. But, you know, <laughs> th that's that's not going to happen. That's like he is who he is. Like we, we know these people. So speaking from like, you know, like like another vision like this is this is what i want to ask uh brace and liz because you know you've been sort of so you've been pioneering a, a, a i don't know a mindset a concept uh, a sort of a new epoch in our life and politics and that is something called phase two. Oh, absolutely so could, could you could you explain to our listeners you know and if, and if you're a top of listener who's not into true or not you know this is your this is your an, an, yet another opportunity to get on board but in case you don't know, could you explain to us and our listenership, what is phase two? The phase two for me is, is we're entering an entirely new world. There is yes. going to be, I can, I actually haven't checked the numbers today, but they released the unemployment numbers on Thursdays. And I am very interested to see what they are. There's going to be like at least 32% unemployment pretty soon. And that's like the Fed's estimate. So it's probably going to be higher than that. So no matter what, that's the thing is like you could talk about canvassing for Joe. You're not going canvassing for Joe Biden. Not even these old people because there's not going to be canvassing. There might be, but not like and it's not. It's going to be totally, like totally different than anything that we've experienced before. I mean, it's going to be there's going to be an, there's an economic collapse happening right now, and I think people don't really get that it's happening because we're all sitting inside. Uh, if exactly. You're like yeah, it's like the world is ending, but it's in slow motion. Exactly. It's like, Instead it's so of the, boring. instead it's of so... like uh, like in Independence Day, a bunch of people running away from a wall of flames. It's a bunch of people just slowly turning into raisins in their individual apartments. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> no one ever tells you how boring a crisis can be. Awful, yeah, so not with like, a bang, yeah, but a goddamn whimper. About that in the Soviet Union, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. Think that's like I think uh a cool like getting into phase two mindset is important because i think that when we get out of this thing the world is actually going to look really similar and it's going to fuck with your head i honestly am scared that that is the most likely outcome but the problem I've been is about that yeah, like I mean, nothing's really going to change that's the most perverted and jokerified I, possible outcome i think well, stuff will change but it will look eerily similar yeah and 
and we'll all be expected to just be like, see, it's fine. It's normal, right? And we're like, no, it's not. A thing definitely happened. I remember it. I was there. I cut my it's bangs. Like, it's like your neighborhood will look like, you know, when you emerge from your, your quarantine cave, like your neighborhood will look pretty much the same, except all of the, like the nice little uh, wine bars and little like boutique grocery stores that you used to go to will now be like plasma uh, selling centers uh, owned <laughs> yeah, well, by Jeff Bezos. I mean, that's the thing is like we're going to see an insane consolidation of industry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like it's the, the, there's there's kind of two kinds of people, really three kinds of people in the world right now. A, there's podcasts who can do 500 pushups a day. Podcast hosts, excuse me. Uh, B, there's uh, almost everybody I know who's been fired from their jobs and is now their job or their work is closing after this. And they're either right now working at DoorDash uh, or Amazon or any of these places. Uh, and they're servicing the group C, which is all the people who can work from home. Yeah. Uh, basically all the people whose offices are, you know, and now offices didn't as, close. as shit like Amazon, like their workers are staying home in droves because they're afraid of getting sick. And now they're doing this mass hiring to get people in there who are even more desperate and are willing to risk it there. He's literally drafting from the reserve army of labor. Yes. Well, it's, it's also to the point now where I think people think of like the gig economy or whatever you want to call it as being, um, something that like they used to sort of think of it as like, like it had a latte effect where they thought, Oh, you, you people ordering your DoorDash and whatnot. But it's like, no, we're to the point where gig economy workers are gig economy consumers and everyone is working yeah. for Uber so they can afford their own Uber. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's, it's like cyclical. That, like the, the way that what that ends up in, how does it not end up, especially now with this huge collapse in value and this ability for like the rich to liquidate the way that they're going to have a capital gains tax cut to ease liqui liquefying assets so that they can just totally create a world monopoly. Mm -hmm. Like... Uh, that's that's the only outcome of this. Just like, like one entity like buying the, out everything. Yeah, at like the Amazon, you know, Grubhub, yeah. Lyft company store. Pfizer, so that we can, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Raytheon, you know, like all of it, one giant, you know, uh, Bezos uh, uh, octopus. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's what's going to be really interesting. I keep saying this, but it's like really interesting to see just how much slack Bezos is going to be able to pick up. And I think what we're going to be really shocked to see like what he can. And I think the other side of that too is like I made a joke about pod housing, but like that micro housing is coming. You yeah. know, I mean, there are going to be developers yeah. salivating at buying up hotels because the entire, I think, the entire travel and um, like vacation economy is pretty much collapsed. <laughs> like or tourist economy or whatever. And you're going to see a lot of hotels be bought up by private equity and turned into safe micro housing yeah. for, you know, pod living. Well, I mean, you brought up um, uh, hotels and, and housing people, uh, which reminded me of the, the efforts in San Francisco right now to house homeless people in empty hotels and the, uh, like, you know, the, how hard that is to do and that what, uh, what your mayor is doing uh, instead of that. Could you talk about that for a second? So London Breed, our mayor, which I, I understand it's a cool, like, racehorse-style name, but this lady fucking sucks ass. She sucks. <laughs> she sucks. fucking sucks. She's awful. Uh, I have an authority that she is a girl boss. She is a girl boss. <laughs> um, but she, uh, there, are, there are around 9,000 homeless people in San Francisco and 30,000 empty hotel rooms. San Francisco has an $11 billion budget. Um, 
but London Breed decided instead of there was a huge outpouring of support for housing people in hotels. Hotels, as you can imagine, are fucking dirt cheap right now. There's a bunch for forty dollars, um, and uh, the, instead, what she decided to do was to create giant concentration camps in mm. the Moscone Center, and in fact, the place where we played with you guys uh, in uh, Palace, Palace of, Fine of Fine Arts. Palace of Fine Arts. Jesus Christ, uh, that's become like fo- a Hooverville now. Jesus Christ. Well, well, so they turned those into a Hooverville for literally a day before it came out that like. All of the shelters in San Francisco, one in particular, MSC South, was like filled with coronavirus. Oh, like God. Everybody they got the Hundreds, Fuck. hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, I think I think it's like a couple hundred now, but there's like way more. People haven't been tested. And uh, the Board of Supervisors, which is, we are city and county, so it's like city council, uh, brought like legislation, I believe, Tuesday – to officially legally require them to house homeless people in hotel rooms. And the mayor is now just refusing. She's refusing to sign. Mm. Uh, because it's, it's pretty clear that they just want to get the numbers down. I mean, the homeless population is a, is a sort of blight on San Francisco to people. Like oh, yeah. I mean, it's a blight on San Francisco. Fucking but- Trump was threatening to like send the national guard in there. Yeah. 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 And like, it's this is a great distraction. Her like this guy she's been fucking for like twenty years, uh, Muhammad <laughs> Nuru, the inventor of Nuru Massage. Uh, our, our Department of Public Works head just got arrested by the FBI for corruption. Blah blah blah. And there is uh, a sort of movement to get uh, the buildings that he worked on, like because he was part of these real estate scams, turned over to homeless people to use as apartments. But she's stonewalling all of it. So you're seeing it's like the same thing with Cuomo. Is like. People outside of New York are like, look at this fucking guy. He's doing so good. He's like a little Italian guy that can read. It's amazing. <laughs> and then I got them nipples. Hey. And, and it's the same thing. Like outside of, outside of San Francisco, all these people are like talking about London Breed like she's some savior. But she has actually been blocking it. And I know for a fact that she's blocking it because some of the legislation is coming from uh, uh, Dean Preston, Democratic Socialist uh, City Council member here, who ran against her in 2016. And that's why she's blocking it. Like, oh, that's so I mean, cool. you, you, you brought you brought up killing people out of petty spite. Uh, you, you know, yeah. you brought up uh, uh, Cuomo and we had a, we had Josh Androsky on our Twitch stream the other day. And he just said that, like, uh, he's really glad right now that, like, the media is basically literally like physically like secluded in New York and D.C. Because if they were doing to Gavin Newsom what they're doing to Cuomo right now, he would have to do like a parody situation. Oh, my God. Like, you like know a what? Real, they're gonna, a real, a real dead zone kind of like, you know, because Cuomo's stillment. killing too many people. I think they're going to uh, end up having to switch to Newsom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Newsom, I'm surprised Newsom hasn't like decided to have his own TV I, channel like Cuomo. Yeah. No, because like it, Cuomo basically had the East Coast media advantage. Yeah, that was where it all boiled down to, and it's like it can stand by itself as long as he doesn't have more deaths than everyone else in the world every <laughs> yes. day. Yeah, and so that kind of undermines the point. So, like, I think Newsom's in the back pocket as like the third option. Wait, did, did you see the stuff that Chris Cuomo said? Did you? see? Yeah, yeah, he's he really pissed. He doesn't want to do his job anymore because he can't tell people. Oh, like, what a little. I yeah, like, so that was like, what happened? Okay, basically, Chris Cuomo came out and he was like, he was like. Because, you know, he got coronavirus and I guess he like saw God or whatever. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But he like came out of it and he was like, I don't want to I don't feel comfortable lying to people on TV. He had like a network moment. Yeah, no, he peeled it up. Liz, he also said, though, bullshit. 
he also said that like the the one of the impetus, like the impetus for this was like some guy on the street was just like, hey, asshole, you suck. And he was yes. just like, be- and he was like, because That's of my weird, job, though, because that just happens to everyone in New York literally every day. Well, I, I, he took it to I'm... heart, though. He took it to heart. And he said that, like, because of my job, like, I can't yell back at him. Hey, fuck you, buddy. Like, your mother's a pig. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, I've, I've lost that freedom to, like, be yeah. a real human being by being this, like, idiot puppet on TV all the time. You should be so, a like, podcaster. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just so they hilariously just, they probably, like, petty. dragged him back out to the wherever they take blue checks to, for their re-education camp. Mm. Well, here's the thing. Make, here's the thing. The hysteria of like checkmark Twitter about their mentions and about being harassed makes sense. Like this guy had basically a nervous breakdown because he was confronted in the street by somebody who just said he sucked. It, these people cannot handle criticism or direct contact with the public. They, is, they, their it, brains explode. It's so weird. Sounds, I'm just like, it sounds mute like there was a build tweets. though. Why do these it, people care? It it sounds like there was like a, a an event and like the the person yelling at him was the straw I think the, the coronavirus broke. thing yes. was the thing. I think, that was the I think Matt, point. it was more about the getting coronavirus than the, Probably. Than Wait, the daily this occurrence of being on yelled the street? at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He should have been yelling at him. Here's well, the thing. The Here's drool. the thing. Where the right wing has the advantage is I remember in 2016 at the Trump rallies seeing people just pointing at the media and like yelling that yes. they're pigs and they're fu- rope the press. Exactly. Rope tree journalist. It'll just say blue check instead. That is a tremendous <laughs> advantage because because now so many people of like the particular like not even just like the crazy like uh really like Trump people, but like a lot of people are sort of, it's in the mainstream, right? Don't trust the media. And oh, no. they're right about that. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. That and was like, one of the big, be- I mean, honestly, I feel like the ultimate cause of why Bernie lost is going to be, take a long time to sift through. And I don't think trust anyone who has an easy answer, but if you want to talk proximate causes, I think the proximate cause, uh, as far back as you can go is the fact that 80% of Democrats trust the media. Yeah, yeah, Matt Carp had a tweet that put yeah, like I think that was 100% uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, trust in um like it, it measured the the Republican and Democrat yep. like trust in the media, which is strange because they both have their same boutique media exactly. things to yeah. choose from. Yep. And even the right is still more skeptical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but so the media really disciplined the the like new Democrat like electorate real quick. Right. Because, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. And that's kind of what I mean by going back to 2016, because it's like, OK, you've got not only do you have an electorate that really is moving rightward. Right. You've got yes. the Democrats now after 2018 have 10 out of the 10 wealthiest districts in the country. Like, OK, so that's 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 change in the in the you know, electorate that you're talking to. In addition to that, you've got four years of everyone, including Bernie, by the way, screaming about how Trump was a fascist. That's a, that's an incredible like disciplinary tool. Okay. If Trump is a fascist, then fuck Joe Biden's better than him. Right. So it's like all of these, you know, I I guess, you know, it's like a really weird thing because in addition to that, then you had, a whole kind of little like group of McElwee's and whatever's kind of like actually doing that kind of like Overton push the push the Democrats left. So it's like this weird contradiction that needs to be worked out where you have so you know someone said something like Joe Biden will be the most progressive. Oh yes, yes. And they're, they're talking about what's on his website. But the, this is the thing: is that there's truth to that because. 
Joe Biden will be the most quote unquote progressive, but nothing will change. Right. Like, there needs to be like this. These things need to be separated, I guess, from each other. Where it's yeah, that's like, a really okay, good point. Like Joe Biden will will do will do all of these things that are quote unquote progressive values. He will be better than climate than any other president before or whatever. But nothing will change for American workers. Nothing will change structurally. No. So this and this is the contradiction that that you know the left, whatever we're calling it, needs to get worked out. Yeah, well, because additional- all that all that progress just ends up being the fig leaf justification for maintaining support for this party that doesn't change anything yes mm-hmm. but sheep dogging yeah. basically exactly yeah but liz you're really underestimating the fact that uh he saw two men kissing once and his dad said it was okay <laughs> um, <laughs> i Again, love that story wait. so much <laughs> european it's so insane <laughs> Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You call that a French hello. You say, you say, good, good, good day, sir. And you just, you just, you just go there and you're near with your tongue and you go, yeah. howdy do. Also, it's, like, what it, in the year 1902? He said, no, yes. he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, they were they were walking down the the boardwalk. They were both wearing pinstriped uh, seersucker suits and had uh, straw boater hats on. But I was blowing a guy. <laughs> I want to go back to something that Liz said, where they uh, about the the. The blackmail, the kind of like um, fear mongering blackmail, Mm -hmm. which I think we don't talk about enough. But essentially, anyone who wanted more than the sort of, you know, right wing Democrats that ended us up with Trump was immediately accused and smeared and accused of being insufficiently uh, vigilant against some fascist threats. Yeah. And I said this pretty early on. I, I said, well, look, here's what I'll say. If I was a liberal and I saw, say, um, a, a resurgent interest in social democratic policies, I think it would be very beneficial to me to look at, say, a rightward turn that was happening, maybe inflate the actual threat of legitimacy they had and say, now is not the time. If you don't form an alliance with the liberals right now, actually, the fascists will take over. Fascism is coming, and it's because you want too much. It's because you are asking for too much. I will extend uh, the, the benefit of the doubt that for some of those people at the time were acting in good faith, that they actually were concerned and thought this was like the real certainly. priority. Certainly. It wouldn't work if there wasn't, if there wasn't like an earnest group of people to manipulate. Right. Suckers. But if at this point, if you can't look back on it and see the role that that played, I don't know what to tell you. It's like it's very plain. The problem like was what the that mechanism there was, was no there. way for a counter narrative to emerge. Right. It was like there was no there was I mean, I don't know. I don't think there was any counter narrative like mainstream. OK, it's not mainstream, but like mainstream left, at least counter narrative to Russiagate. Or to fascism, or to, and I'm, and I'm just talking about the, the kind of like the way, you know, because we were talking about media, right? So in these like media disciplinary narratives, there wasn't really um, a kind of company line that could be taken to produce a narrative, a counter narrative to that. And um, I think Bernie specifically was was constrained because I was always annoyed. I would have kind of grit my teeth whenever he would emphasize in his speeches like how Trump is the most dangerous president yes, ever yes, and the yeah, worst yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yes. And no, he's not. No, he's not. And all that. And I was just like, 
And I, but the thing is, is that that's, that was the real trap Bernie was in is because he always was pitching to two audiences. He had to pit, he was trying to pitch to people disaffected, uh, like apolitical people, people, working class people, people who aren't part of the democratic, uh, uh, like electorate. But then he also had, he couldn't get none of the democratic electorate. So he has to pitch to the language of those people. And those people have been soaking in those media narratives and completely believe them. And there's also a mechanism for if Bernie doesn't like kiss the ring on how bad Trump is, well, then you can play the Russia card. You can play the 2016 card and it works because they believe all that shit. They're already pre-programmed. I also think Bernie believes it. Like, I believe him that he Mm -hmm. thinks. I mean, I think he does, but that's still a real, that was a real imperative. I don't know what's in Bernie's heart. I don't think he tends to say things cynically, but I think if you were to actually press him on this, it's like Donald Trump has not been a more dangerous president to the world than W. Bush. No. George he W. Bush hasn't. blew up the Twin Towers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Well, Jesus Christ. I, I, want, I want to talk about this like now because like it talks about um, like, you know, now that now that Biden has won and, you know, whatever sort of nascent left has been uh, tamped down and defeated, like it's clear that the Democratic Party like what they view their future as what they're going all in on are yeah the suburban white women voter and that they're they're not even going to like make any even half-hearted attempts to connect with working class or uh, rural voters or people who have dropped out of politics and like i think it's very telling uh because of that like in in, in the reactions to this crisis about like what's being prescribed by the our two dueling political parties so along that line has anyone got their uh their trump uh check yet for $1300 okay, trump bucks I don't know if I got it. I am am being paid by the Trump campaign to spread smears about Joe Biden, but not. (laughs) I thought you were being paid by the Democrats to spread Corona. (laughs) Yes, yes. You got to wet your beak with with uh, with both of them. Yeah, he's yo Jimboing it. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing the and also uh, just back to really briefly uh, San Francisco creating a Hooverville at the Palace of Fine Arts. In retrospect, even more irresponsible because we've basically established that the Chapo Truanon show there was the original cluster <laughs> yes. in San Francisco. Yeah, no, we literally. So. Yeah, we're super cur- spreaders. <laughs> yeah, we coughed over everything in that green room. <laughs> but uh, so uh, like so for like the thirteen hundred dollar check. Right. And like Steve Mnuchin was on TV the other day saying he thinks that thirteen hundred dollars. The producer of Suicide Squad, who's haha, currently yes. the Treasury Secretary of the United States, uh, went on TV the other day so and said thirteen hundred dollars should be enough for uh, any American to live on for 10 months. Amazing. Absolutely. Which right. is Amazing. fucking abs- is grotesque. It's $110 a week. Especially yeah. since they allowed banks to fucking dock it if you owed them money. Yes. Yes. So it's a direct I... subsidy to fucking lenders. Yeah. Yes. I fucking hate him Disgusting. so much. Disgusting. Remember that photo of him and his like fucking plastic Barbie wife? She's oh, hot. No, 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 no. Don't do this. Hot. She's Fuck a little you. She's kind of nice with it. I'm not gonna lie. She is absolutely nice. She's great okay. Wait, with what, it. No, give me a name. Give no, me a name. I will be. I will be the deciding she, there, factor on this. Photo is incredibly based. I can't remember what her name is, but with Steve the Louise, Louise Linton. With the Louise gloves, Linton. With yes. the black. She's a former actress. Uh, by yeah. the way, uh, to all my, to all my, uh, you know, she's like our age. Will to it's all, yeah, to all our uh, online investigators out there, please. Okay. F- 
Please find her Instagram and all of her posts about all the sessions she does with her Pilates instructor. Yeah. It's very interesting. I will say she a lot is. of guys. She oh, I is. I guarantee you Mnuchin isn't like a proud cuck. Uh, I mean, this woman is like a, a real housewife type, but yeah, exactly. we know that, exactly. we know that exactly. that is what I hope I that they bring her on hot. next season. No, I'm not <laughs> well, lie. Matt's dream woman is Kellyanne Conway. So just <laughs> she, she's uh, you got Conway. me there. Here's the you thing. Ever the since time. Julia Fox blocked me from her Instagram, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all my accounts, this has been this lady has been my number one go to uh, fall asleep <laughs> looking at the screen. But like to my original point, right? Like it, it is, it is grotesque and absurd to think of the, uh, yeah, the the, the one thirteen hundred dollar check is what uh, Trump and the Republicans are offering. That is, you know, a, a million strings attached to it, and the Democrats are making a big issue of that. Like they delayed it because Trump, brilliantly in my opinion, wanted to make sure that the yes. checks had his name on it, so that when Genius. people got that thirteen hundred bucks, they were like, Trump "Oh, this bucks. is Trump." Yeah, this is yeah. thank you, Mr. President. Smart. This is from and that's the Trump. Smug liberals but that's like, like smart politics. Yes, yeah, it is. No, these smug liberals are saying, uh, I'm sorry, that they're going to care more about that $1,200 check than they are about uh, the fact that he was incompetent in responding to Corona or that it's insufficient. It's like, bitch, it's a fucking check, man. Yeah, yeah. all those people that. complaining don't actually need Democrats the $1,200. Yeah. What are yeah. like, giving that's... you to contrast with it? Yeah, so these people my- would would I mean, it's literally like they have no concept of how people in a crisis respond to anything. Like these yeah, are the people they, who could they, never they, understand why Patty Hearst became a terrorist. It's like they kept you, her in a closet for a week and then they gave her a cupcake and she's like, you're my new best friend. Yeah. That's how you know it fucking works. His name on all kinds of shit. FDR. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, so, the, like, yeah. Social also, security was yeah. explicitly. This is basically a check from the president. Yep. I mean, I love all these people, too. I would, Brace and I were talking about this. It's like, I love all these people that, like, you know, like, anime communists who fetishize, uh, you know, the aesthetics of the Soviet Union and then are, like, quaking in their boots that a leader would make sure everyone knew they had his face and his name was on something. Cult of personality. No, thank you. It, it fucking uh, but, like, makes sense. Of course much, it makes sense. Yes. I would. Literally, I it should be a gold novelty check. I want it it's to be a fucking publisher's like, clearinghouse. Yeah, yeah. clearing if, yeah. te- if I was writing those checks, I would make sure that like my signature on it was blown up real big. John yeah. Hancock. It's like, you know, you know who butters your bread. You know who's taking care of you, baby. So, taking care of yeah, you, he's baby. got an iconic signature, too. So, yeah, where it's like, it looks like a fucking arithmetic heart um, monitor. It's <laughs> like so, heartbeat of the nation. There's like from five signature. or six unnecessary spikes in there. This is what I'll say is that, you know, it's like most people want to go back to work because they want to fuck their job back. They want their fucking paycheck back. They just lost their job and their savings. And the only person talking about the fucking economy is Donald Trump. And you've got Democrat. He's like, okay, we're going to reopen on May 1st, setting aside whether or not that will happen or whether or not that's a good thing or what that even fucking means. I don't know. But then you've got the Democrats in Congress being like, but we're not going back to Congress until May 4th. It's like yeah. he's literally the only person. He is the only person the there. Okay. Meanwhile, right. like well, and then, and then, uh, then these middle class off. liberals are like, so they're like, what? This is to save lives. This is to save then, and lives. And it's Pelosi's- like, yeah, because you can work from home, you dumb motherfucker, with your bullshit graphic design job. Exactly. Meanwhile, everyone else, even if they are worried or scared, they're like, uh, well, I will also die if I do not have money to eat. Meanwhile, so- Nancy Pelosi's big public presentation is here. Check out the ice cream in my. To win $15,000 <laughs> Sub-Zero Fridges. That's so cool. 
Hey, peasants. Hey, peasants. Do you like but, Rocky Road to go with the cake? You fucking hogs. So I, I, I bring up the, uh, the, the Trump check as like that, you know, uh, like on its face, like a, a wholly inadequate, uh, oh, like, yeah. like to, a, 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 just a grotesque spectacle in every way. But like it would be easier to make that case if there was an alternative being articulated. And the reason that $1,300 check, uh, the Democrats can't sneeze at it because one of the things they're offering for people who have lost their health care is fucking Cobra. Your disease, and I'm the cure. Hell I'm yeah. going to read this now. I'm going to read this mm. here now. This is a, a new bill from House Democrats previewed exclusively to Vox. Haha. Uh-huh aims to give laid off or furloughed workers a way to stay on their health insurance plan at no extra cost to them through increased subsidies with the existing health insurance plan, COBRA. House Democrats' bill would expand COBRA to cover 100% of the cost of a person's health insurance premiums. Importantly, it would also cover 100% of premiums for furloughed workers, temporary laid off workers whose employers have promised they will return to work when economic conditions improve and who still have health insurance through their employer. So... A, a a subsidized version of Cobra is what is being offered as as the lifeline here to people. The like you said, Brace, the net, what will be thirty percent of the country who have lost their jobs and or their health insurance through the yes. through their employer. It's. I mean, I'm the last person to talk about Cobra because I've never had health insurance before two <laughs> months ago. But I mean, it's insane. Like it's it's. Uh, I I I just don't know like what politics are trying to do here. I mean, yes, I guess I do. But it's it seems like there's so much more, perhaps, that they could do that they're choosing not to, that it confuses well, it's me. Like, it's like it's they... amazing that their first instinct is, oh, shit, we need to subsidize the insurers. Yeah, it's brutal, yep. horrible. Uh, it's and, awful. And, and the way they fought, they have fought against, during the whole bailout stuff, fought against the government getting equity in any company that it bails out. Yes. Which is just mind-blowing. That's just breathtakingly corrupt. And to any normal uh, person, like, you know, uh, feeling anxiety or like, you know, suffering in this crisis, like what is more attractive to you? One check for $1,300 that's like direct deposit into your checking account, as paltry as that is, or having to figure out how to use fucking Cobra or like or, whether you qualify or, or getting, for the subsidy. Or getting a, a tax rebate on next year's uh, return, which right. is what Nancy's alternative was to the check. Yeah, Cobra, it's, it's great. It's ideal. It's perfect because not only is it a terrible, shitty, vulturistic uh, service, it's also incredibly complicated to use. Yeah, totally. And expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, hey, you've lost your job and sense source of income. Would you like uh, some health insurance that's more expensive than the one you yeah. had when you were employed? And would you, you like Would them? you like something very expensive, very bad, uh, totally opaque to navigate? And um, yeah, even I mean, I really just think it's a bailout to the insurance companies. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Like, 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 even if hey, even, like, even if they know that no one you. is going to be using any of their money to buy it, because I'm sorry, but health insurance in this country is a luxury. Yeah. So like, mm. no one is going to be running to the ACA exchanges, even if you know. To buy, to use their Trump (laughs) to buy insurance, you know. Which, by the way, I mean, what is it now? It's like, what is a like bronze pro? I mean, I I mean, I think it's like six thousand dollar deductible is still like three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, it's insane. And so it's like literally all they're doing was like, oh shit, our buddies in the health insurance, you know, company are going to need a bailout. But they're but that's too politically, you know. Considering I'm just picturing like American- Nancy sorry. Pelosi. Sorry, I'm just picturing Nancy Pelosi 
at the top of like a bell tower, like Klaus Kinski, just <laughs> ringing the bell saying this church will, or this town will not have a church until you open the exchanges. Like, <laughs> it's how amazing much- how like, how much like kind of histrionic passion they're putting into the, to the opening of the exchanges talks. But considering how much the average American has saved at any given time, most people, I would say most people would would run out of money before they hit their deductible on a Cobra plan. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And even if money coming in from a new job. And even if the, like, you know, as according to the text of the bill, like, Oh, the, we're, we're going to subsidize a hundred percent of the premiums on Cobra. Like Liz is right. That is still t- a taxpayer bailout of private insurance. Yeah, it doesn't companies. make your, it is easier or cheaper for you. And also more money for them. Also the whole thing about Cobra is that there's like a sunset clause in it. It's it's only supposed to last you like six yep. months till you get to your next fucking job. So they're just going to yeah. do this indefinitely because like yep. Cobra is a health insurance plan with a lifespan like that. Is, it's like, what is it? Six to nine months or something like that. And, you know, I mean, again, without subsidy, it's more expensive than what you'd be paying otherwise. But it's just slightly less expensive than what you'd be paying on the individual. Market. I think at this point, and I think, wait, real quick, crisis. I think I read that in this election cycle, the health insurance industry and lobbies accounted for something like almost half of the money given to Democrats in in this law. It's like, that is the fucking answer. Like, that is the explanation to all of this shit, to everything they did to Bernie. tell everybody who thinks that you can't have single payer, why would they spend all that goddamn money if it was impossible? Like, every ludicrous thing that they did to stop... And it's not just the insurers. It's also pharma. You have to remember, because that's the massive part, too. Because that's, you know, the drug... Pre- and, you know, you're seeing this with fucking corona right now, I think. You're seeing, like, all this weird backtracking on what treatments work all throughout the world because the pharmaceutical companies need to make sure that they can get their cash grab in yeah. if it comes out that something over-the-counter is actually making people better. <laughs> and, you know, like the, like I said, this is this is the explanation, basically, for, like... The, the most convincing, like the only fact you kind of need to keep in mind, like when you ask yourself, like what happened or why did they do this? Or like, you know, why did they do all these extraordinary measures to stop even like, you know, the, the modest success of Bernie Sanders in this primary? And the answer is, it's like on the one hand, you've got uh, people, you know, th- through uh, organizing or campaigning or like trying to build a, a democratic movement uh, to take over the Democratic Party to get people health care so that they can live. Or and then now are being asked to uh, work within the system to push the Democrats left. Yes. On one hand, and on the other hand, you have literally the hundreds of billions of dollars in private profit made by the pharmaceutical and health insurance industry. Gee, mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna win this tug of war. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. This is okay. also why moving forward, like focusing on Medicare for all as a policy, is so essential for just political messaging because that's what this election was about. It, yeah. Yes. And yes, it, it on, was. Both sides, it, on both it's sides. It's absolutely changed the language around it. What we can do with that, I don't know. Well, no, it's not point, just that. It's like, this is, okay, you want to know how corrupt and undemocratic our system is? This issue is the perfect example. It is textbook. It is, it is how you know the fix is in. Because they did everything they possibly could to stop they the Democrats too. Yeah, the Democrats wanted yeah, nothing I mean, more than to prevent people from having socialized health care. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, and it's also like the people that you're supposedly are supposed to be on your side, right? Like, yep. so you're yep. also talking about all of the fucking nonprofit industrial complex that Absolutely. Oh, yeah. up the grifters of the party. Like, what do you like? All those Planned Parenthood. Oh God. Planned Parenthood so, would go out of business if we had Medicare for all. Yeah. So what do it's we true. do with that contradiction? It's true. Yeah, you can't have these money making operations for God's sake. It's, well, it's yeah. not even about profit so much. It's that the it's it's a PMC institution. It's yeah. uh, it's something that it's lobbying about, and influence right. and yes. careerism. Yes, it's something that you Patronate. know nice yeah. girls uh, do for two years so they can have something to put on their law school application. It's I sort mean, of like a submerged. It's Teach for America system. for girl bosses. It's like it's like <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. It's the 21st century version of the old patronage system in like democratic party cities like Tammany Hall shit where it would yeah. be like you know garbage collector Absolutely. or you know like a uh, collector of deeds or whatever now it's these jobs with think tanks and NGOs and shit it has the same function it like adheres these people to the institutions that are their patrons and it not to so mention you saw that immediately in, in the south yeah, yeah. It right was, I mean oh, it's yeah, like no, the so much they have no fucking going. they have no fucking they're the only service providers for so yeah. many people. Like we are, yeah. they are genuinely essential. Like, like, I mean, in an immediate sense, politically, they need to be like completely absorbed into a big evil uh, Soviet style healthcare system. But like, I fucking, it's, I, I, I stopped donating to them and I started giving like my money to like, just basically an abortion fund because I'm like, I can't earmark this to go to actual healthcare. I know you're going to just spend half of it on fucking these dumb emails I get being like, we need to, we're having a symposium with women of color to discuss the trauma of Trump. It's like, Jesus Christ, bitch, just give people abortions. Yeah. Or start and they're doing like a- pivoting away from that, by the way. No. You guys, I, I think I know how socialism is going to come to America. I've seen it. I've seen a vision. So disgruntled boomers. Who are who really want to get a, a fucking awesome blossom to start occupying spontaneously chilies and accidentally <laughs> creating worker co-ops just like in the pursuit of getting back to going out to main chain restaurants. Well, and then it accidentally creates like a new socialist like, cooperative hegemony. Applebee's is going to be the new coffee clutch. Yes, exactly. Well, Liz's idea was to have free elective uh, aesthetic surgeries. Yeah, Medi-Spa for all. Yeah, <laughs> which, which I really like. I, I, it's still unclear. I believe that uh, uh, double D breast implants are included in that, which is why I've sort of become uh, more. I'll tell you what. I, I was a McKelvey guy. Now I'm a Liz guy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he technically right. does have double D's. He's got those tiggles. That's Ooh. not soy. To uh, That's fake meat. To uh, to slightly change direction, uh, well, no, you guys, like I, I did promise this at the beginning of the episode, but yes, I would yes, like please. to, uh, I would like to open up um, our third eyes now. I'd like to uh, just like you know get 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 on some real get some. I want to be vibrating at like a pretty high frequency here, and I do sort of a a sort of lightning round of uh, sort of um, like like ep files, like the, the, the real the real true and on shit. This is this is the new. You guys are the news source that I go to to know about things like this. So I'm just going to go through a couple couple quick hits here, and if you could like explicate for us uh, as best you can quickly, some certainly certain concepts, ideas, some some you know fools may even call them conspiracy theories. So to begin with, can you explain for me what is the 5G 
conspiracy like for dummies here like like what 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 does 5g have to do with the coronavirus and uh br- brainwashing humanity it's very simple it's another g and maybe it gave us coronavirus but are you willing to give up that g i mean it's it's faster internet but like what do we what do we get like what's the what's the trade-off here the idea is that it operates at a wavelength that it becomes unhealthy like that it's i mean that the wavelength that it's operating at is able to like destabilize like either through like radiation or like you know make you immunocompromised etc cetera, etc cetera. and there's like various kind of st- i mean i love how i'm answering this very seriously but <laughs> there's like various um kind of avenues you can go down the 5g consp- like uh com- community um there i will say that you know it is people don't really know the history of the kind of like <laughs> the sounds insane, but like you know the telecom lobby really like quieting a lot or suppressing a lot of actual scientific evidence about like yeah, that's cell phones causing cancer and technology being really really bad for our health. And I think like I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I think I have five G. I'm pretty sure. So we're always cooking your goddamn case. mitochondria. It's like so, so. The, the, these these waves are like going to give us all the stomach vagina from Videodrome, well, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. Well, like we are becoming the new flesh through 5G. I will okay, say that... I, I, I understand the fears of 5G because I remember uh, for a while in Ireland there were massive protests because they didn't want it. Um, but I don't... So do the 5G conspiracy theorists not believe that coronavirus is like a virus? Do they believe that these are actually the effects of some kind of 5g thing well from what i understand is that is that like like it has to do with more compromising the immune system so it makes it easier to die okay from, from coronavirus, coronavirus okay. deal without but, uh, which is like if you read about it like uh, there's some i mean i say keep an open Look, mind the cruise should... ships the cruise ships all have 5g I'm yeah just but the other I mean, thing i just what i don't understand is how can you just assume that having all of these rays zapping is... through us every second of every day how do you could you just assume that's okay yeah, it's like a sheeple. It's you, really people easy. People used well, to just drink I, I, I arsenic. Think so because like we are constantly the exposed the to radiation. You know, it's like yeah. there's we it's don't know. No, people were yeah. like uh, people ha- used to put their sh- feet into these machines that had X-rays just to see if their shoes fit, and they were all got fucking uh, <laughs> testicular cancer because who could tell? Because they put their dick in. Uh, how how do we know like what more subtle things are being done by all of these things that we have no say in? I, I will say it's tower and it's like, yeah, we have that now. I'm you, actually, you, I, I hate body the fucking, starts melting. Fuck you. I actually, I say, the only thing I get really mad at is like the airport because I'm kind of, I mean, my whole thing with this, like we're being bombarded by radiation constantly every day of our lives, actually. Um, but like the airport thing does make me mad. It's like, if you are getting x-rayed, constantly like if you're a yeah. frequent flyer like that's not good also or if you work, work there if you yes, work there yes also like those tsa agents who knows what they're being exposed to yeah like well, it was the guys who operated the x-ray machine with the foot thing that got cancer it wasn't the person who put their foot in one time mm-hmm. well the reason you see that like you know there's this large uh i guess concern in the government that we are falling behind china because I can't pronounce the name. Huawei? Huawei. Huawei. We should all get those phones. Well, those are cool. Yeah, Huawei is making leaps and bounds and advances in 5G, and America is falling behind. But they don't really say like why we're falling behind. We're falling behind because that 5G 
is like the key to automation because it can mm. make your it can make things not have to be connected to Wi-Fi, but they can basically function at like Wi-Fi level speeds. Mm. And so, like, yeah, if you want to lose your job, definitely be pro five G. Like, make fun <laughs> of five G conspiracy. I'm saying. Okay, this- so you're saying we need to do some uh, like destructions of these uh, these five G towers, but. But not because of kooky conspiracy theories, just out of good old fashioned Luddite self interest. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like Lud- smashing the stocking machines. Exactly. Like that's like it's a, a large part for me. You know, it's it's this this new phase I've entered. Is that like yes? When people are like, oh, what? Like you don't think there should be cell phones? Absolutely not. hundred <laughs> percent not. I don't think yeah. there should be TV. It's like I, it's, that's it's, just because you don't know how to turn yours on. I. That is where am I, where am I going to watch my programs, true. Chris? Where but am I going like, to watch my programs? But the thing is, like five G, you need to know what's going to happen to Bosch. The other <laughs> thing I will say for all you, many of my enemies for some reason are hikers. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I will say same, for you same. hiker motherfuckers out there, five uh, G. The way that the 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 sort of the way that the signals actually exist, like in the air blocks weather satellites mm-hmm. so we're never going to be able to get accurate reads of weather again oh take a which hike, is very but- convenient take I a hike buddy. yeah seriously <laughs> okay so yeah so, might be moving, moving on from 5, 5g and uh you know you brought up uh the china connection so this yes. is my next thing that's sort of uh in sort of more in vogue on the right what do we make of like the wuhan disease research facility being the you know the causing the outbreak of, as Mike Racine is calling it now, the General Sal's virus. We're talking China virus. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. talking China. China but Kung like, flu. Was it engineered in a Chinese laboratory? Well, I don't think it was engineered based on this. From what I've read about the structure of the virus, <laughs> what's this deal? Somebody <laughs> but said I will that say that Jeffrey that... Epstein's DNA is in it or something. No, well, there his is DNA is on a lot of things. <laughs> there is the theory that this was the dead man switch, which I kind of like, <laughs> even though I don't believe uh, that. I like but that. Um, I do think that it escaped the virology lab. I'm okay. anti-wet market. I don't buy the wet market. Okay, so you think I, it was just being studied? It was a natural thing that was being studied in the lab that hadn't been yeah, created yeah, yeah. there? And then so just this was a, yeah, this is a Captain Kinda Trip like scenario. I mean, that, yeah. that happened you know, as well. I mean, I do think it's like, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, man, it's crazy how they have these wet markets and then that virus just troubled, and you're like, hey, but what about how there's that like one highly crazy level four virology lab over there that studies bat viruses? Here's the thing: is 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 like, yes, I, I mean, I will say people have good instincts because they hear this from the U.S. government and they don't believe it. So that is what you should do, pretty much universally. Oh yeah, uh, but but we came up with this theory. Before. We didn't come up with it, but we were propagating this theory before because there is this virology lab there. The thing is, and this is not based on nothing, because if we're looking at SARS-type viruses escaping from labs in China, first of all, viruses escape from labs all the time, not oh, yeah. just in yeah. China, all over the fucking place. Uh, in fact, I remember even anthrax escapes from labs occasionally, especially Oops. in places like America. Um Hey, but, remember that right yeah, after 9-11? It gets, it, it gets smuggled out of, in envelopes from uh, Fort Detrick. The Chinese Institute of Virology in, I believe, Beijing had SARS escape twice from it <laughs> about 15 <laughs> years ago. And so this is yeah. absolutely not out of the question. The wet market thing was just like, well, it probably from China. This is. But it is a little strange, like the obsession with the wet market thing, which is just like. 
It's literally just a market. Yeah, and like, And, like, 100%, I am not a cultural relativist. I think at this point we can be like, hey, how about let's not eat bats? But, like, the the kind of weird, like, you know, Indiana Jones cutscene fantasies that people are having about this are deranged. It's, like, it's a very weird time to get all Upton Sinclair. I mean, again... (laughs) We should probably not all, we should probably I mean, not I eat bats, but, but like, like half of our fucking lettuce gets recalled because it's like downstream of like human sewage. Like, yeah. uh, it's probably like, you know, whatever, open air meat markets, which I don't know why they keep saying wet, like, why does it have yeah. to, like, that's just what there's... any third world country, like, or, or third world region, like, is, has tons of, my that's how you sell food. theory on it, this is my theory, because... <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on the well, whatever, is that they are. So there was like a 60 minutes interview a while back with some some like big fancy doctor or whatever. I never trust the big fancy ones. And he was saying he was like really pushing the wet market theory. So they're really pushing the wet market theory. And he was saying this was that we are going to get more and more diseases because the practice of basically like too many animals being together and like we need to move to a plant-based diet, right? He was using or it maybe as like a we way could, to sell all of this. And maybe my we could develop is, things, you know, maybe that's there could be economic grab, development. But there's like a big cash grab going for like, you know, massive like soy production and, you know, at big ah! ag basically <laughs> ah, trying to ah! move away. Go to from- bed. Anyway, that's my conspiracy. Soy fear. They're going to use it to finally turn us all into soy boys. No, they're going to turn us into bug men. We're going to have to eat bugs. Regardless, like, I mean, whatever. Soy's great. Uh, Regardless, like. The night of the long spoons is coming. (laughs) (laughs) It does, like, it does, like, betray their mindset where they're like, well, the problem is here that, um, this heretofore very common, even in the U.S. way of selling food, maybe produces superbugs, which I find totally plausible. It's, you know, it's not... Traditionally it how, it's, how right. those things start. But, like, the answer to that is not, oh, like, there should be, like, food and safety standards that have to operate in coordination with, like, massive industrial development... It's like, well, we'll just eat grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about we'll um, do we'll do we'll do boutique cud. Yes. Yeah, so, totally. Oh god, little cubes, little <sighs> green cubes. Uh, we referenced it just uh, briefly, but as long as we're talking about um, deadly diseases um, escaping from uh, level four government bioweapons labs. The uh, anthrax letters thing that happened right after oh, 9-11. Yeah. I never yeah. found out never found out who did uh, that. And it seemed nah. like the investigation stopped when they realized that the anthrax strain that was sent was created in Fort Detrick, Maryland. Oh no. Yeah, and the then US the one guy they accused killed himself, so it closed the investigation. Well, they didn't it, have to have a trial. I'm saying if you want if you want to get something like the Patriot Act passed really quickly with nobody reading it, because they're all too afraid to go to their offices and they're they're afraid for their lives because you know, they're under threat because if you remember, these these letters said classic phrases like death to Israel, <laughs> like Allah fucking rocks. Um, we have this anthrax. That's my favorite line from the from the, from the exactly. Uh, they hounded this one guy. It wasn't him. And they hounded another guy. And they, that guy, you know, topped himself. Say, quote well, unquote. I'll just say he died. I don't yeah. know. Who, you know, I'm not sure who did it. Um. And there, there we go. Case closed. It yeah, doesn't it's matter. Over. 
They this threat- government created and milled anthrax. Uh, it only I, existed in, in the most secure U.S. Uh, chemical and biological weapons lab. I mean, it's like, I don't know what you want to call that, but like that doesn't. So you're telling me that just like one, this guy who had access to all this anthrax just snapped, but nobody noticed that he snapped until the FBI handed him to death. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And, and then would write letters with things like Muslims rule. Yeah. whatever. It's a exactly. total Black's Rule situation. Total Black's Rule situation, exactly. All right, well, okay. Uh, I, just got, I got, you know, we're running long here, but um, hey, why not? I got, I got two yeah, more things get, for you. I got, I got two more things for you. The first one is the firm of SKD Knickerbocker. And, and their connections to the Biden campaign, um, Weinstein shit, and a lot of really weird stuff. I bring this up because... Uh, on the True Anon account, uh, you you quote tweeted someone who like did a, a little bit of you know amateur sleuthing. They got out yeah, there. Yeah, shout out to Molly Lambert. Yeah, they're magnifying glass and and fedora, and I uh, got into it, and it was specifically the language of uh, that Biden was using to to, to court uh, sort of erstwhile Bernie supporters, and he said something along the lines of like, "I see you, I hear you," and then this was connected to the exact same phrasing was used. By I think Audrey Gelman when the wing furloughed like hundreds of workers in like their sort of PR statement about um, uh, furloughing uh, wing employees. And and you, you see this phrase crop up a lot in things like this. And the common denominator to all of them is the work of this firm, SKD Knickerbocker. So it's like this is their kind of template for um, empathetic sounding language to cover their like various nefarious dealings. So uh, could you give us a brief overview on uh, what is, who are SKD Knickerbocker? Well, they're a public relations firm, which means, I mean, that's, there's going to be a time. I don't know when, if it's soon, it's probably going to be for a, in a long time. Where Sometime if in I phase see, two. Exa- this is phase four. When I see that, <laughs> if I see those words next to your name on the list that I'm holding, <laughs> I believe, what do they call the Soviet? Nine grams. Um, and she, this, it's run by this woman, Anita Dunn, which is, she's a demon. Yeah. Absolute (laughs) demon. Um, but it's, it's wild because I see you like, if you had like, for me, it makes sense that the wing broad was talking about that because like, I see you is that sort of like, not like social justice, HR activist, progressive activist fucking language because there's a hidden, there's a hidden sentence right after that which is you're valid. Um, <laughs> I hear you. I see you. You're valid. It's so funny because you see all these motherfuckers, all these motherfuckers. You see this with the Weinstein case, especially everybody is playing both sides of this because it's all one fucking side. It's all one fucking scam. Me too. Is like, I, 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 I don't know why I get too off topic here, but it's like, you see that with that. I mean, the fucking lawyers are working for, you know, literally both sides of the case. David Boys, the lawyer for some of the girls in the Epstein case, was a fucking guy who hired Black Cube for Harvey Weinstein. Uh-huh. It's like all of these people, like nobody, I, I, I hope people understand, is that literally nobody who's rich or like on TV or on politics cares in any way, even a small way, even a little bit of a way about rape or, 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 or women's safety or anything like that. They actually hate that. I want to just what you mentioned the Weinstein thing and you know I don't people don't really know this so now I'm going to lay a truth bomb on them but like the agent you know creative artist agency CAA managed 
Ronan Farrow and Harvey Weinstein. And CAA was aware of what Ronan Farrow was writing for months. They managed the rollout of the entire scandal. So this idea that, like, again, even that was managed. You know what I mean? Like, people don't understand. Like, I don't know. It's so Joe Joe Biden saying I see you is literally part of like a giant psyop, essentially, because it's all like it's it's this it's just like I mean, they'll never the Tara Reid thing. They will never, ever mention that again. Like the Biden campaign. Well, of course. And it shows the the hollowness of the whole thing because it fits every parameter they ever used for every other case. And now it doesn't now it's not high enough a, a standard. It's like they've revealed that it was always instrumental. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and like I mean, even it's Anita Dunn from SD, uh, from from this this Knickerbocker bullshit. Uh, she fucking didn't she like tell Nina Turner that she was like spitting on the legacy MLK? It's like yep, I mean, yep. it's like it's like oh yeah, the chutzpah. Listen, like yes, these people also don't care about like racism or black people no. either. So like you can stop taking their criticisms of you seriously. But, but real quick, Anita Dunn is involved in the Biden presidential campaign yes right? they, they she's are an advisor, they, yes. spokeswoman yeah she's a spokeswoman and advisor to the biden campaign so. and she, yeah i mean for, for the for, so watch for this space you, big things coming from sd king sdk knickerbocker well, for joe those biden people, and true for those people who didn't uh who who didn't read that intercept article i mean uh tara reed went to times up who by the way held events at the fucking caa offices mm. which is like totally a insane and dark and like it the agencies are basically the fucking mafia of hollywood oh god it's like that the public relations firm that time's up had contracted with that you know time's up the place that terry went to go to 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 help her you know tell her story about joe biden uh you know sexually assaulting her they turned it down of course they're managed by somebody or uh, the public relations is managed by somebody who's literally on the biden campaign yep it's all fucking style yeah, and I, I just think, Brace, you mentioned earlier, but just the phrase, I see you, you are valid, is like the queen of diamonds in, in, in this scenario. This is like, it's, it's, it's the code word. It's the code That's word. also what you're supposed to say uh, when you're invoking Moloch at Bohemian Grove. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, Moloch, it's right. I see you. Moloch, you are valid. <laughs> <laughs> it's also what you say when someone, uh, you realize that someone's uh, masturbating on a Zoom call. <laughs> uh, I see you. Speaking of which, uh, okay, this, this is the last one. I yeah, I do see you, Brace. Um, <laughs> I'm doing air sex right now. So, all right, this this is the last one, and this is this is you know this is this is true and on Mark One. I got to bring it up because I've been seeing more and more about it recently, and it's something that we've never broached uh, yet with you guys. The Bill Gates connection to the Epstein. Tell me about Bill Gates. I hate Bill Gates. First of all, (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, there was a new, there was a story that resurfaced lately about, or recently about an employee of uh, one of his IT guys got arrested for child pornography at Bill Gates's house where he, uh, where he worked um, in like 2004. But beyond that, Bill Gates, as many people know, Bill he's Gates. He's got a big house, Brace. Come on. He does have a big Bill <laughs> yeah, One day he'll so- be in the big house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is with Bill yeah, Gates. So- Bill Gates is such an incredible piece of shit. An incredible yeah. piece of shit. He is first yeah. and foremost a eugenicist who who his big concern is going to Africa and being like, you know what? 
you shouldn't have kids because it's bad for the environment. People even though with the smallest yeah. carbon footprint in exactly. the world. Yeah. Also, what the fuck kids. is he doing with all the foreskins? <laughs> He's so obsessed with circumcising dudes. What is he doing with the fucking wait, skins? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're, you're Now you're touching on an issue I actually care about. Bill Gates should do a bunch proponent. of stuff on Bill Gates, but you guys should do something relatedly just about the horrible corruption of like the World Health Organization. Yes. Which does absolutely nothing except like take money from Bill Gates and like every once in a while release like a, you know, a, a, a policy briefing that recommends everyone breastfeed their yeah. children till they're seven years old. Like I mean, I just, the philanthropy just, exists just, just to longer the reputation of the bourgeoisie and nothing Re- else. Real quick, though. Real quick. Wait, well, hold on. The thing up. is, now it's becoming a para uh, sector of government. Like now, these fucking yeah. things are, are are crucial, like state organs. Now, yeah, they they, they uh, everyone forgets. It's like it's like um, what's the organization that sounds like an institution, but it's actually just like a lobbying group for business. The Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> it's like the Chamber of Commerce. The World Health Organization yeah, those, sounds very yeah. official and democratic and governmental. Yeah. And it's like. No, yeah. it is a bloated think tank run by an insane eugenicist. Yeah. And like yeah, the Chamber of like Commerce is also like some of the worst bad guys in the entire world. Like the okay, hold on. Hold on. Was the World Health Dread. Organization. The, the Clinton Foundation runs its own sweatshops in Haiti. That's what a fuck. That's what philanthropy is. Yes. They yeah, like look up Paris state with their own waiver. Before, before we get too and far like, afield. Like, but I just want to say one thing about Bill Gates. One more oh, thing. Oh, poor Will. Uh, Bill Gates to me is <laughs> horrifying because – if I was like retired and had a hundred billion dollars, I would probably be trying to build like one a life size version of one of those Jaegers from Pacific Rim. <laughs> and this guy, this guy is going around Africa like Pac Man, gobbling up all the foreskins. Yeah, what kind of fucking weirdo would do that? I know okay. he doesn't seem to have any fun, which makes him somehow more terrifying than like a Richard Branson. Okay, I, I wasn't even aware of this. Like I said, now we're touching on an issue I actually care about. Two questions. What the fuck is Bill Gates? Why is he a big? He's a big circumcision proponent. And two, dude, he is. What is his Epstein connection? Is he just wants everyone's every male child to be circumcised because it like technically uh, lowers your risk for transmitting AIDS or HPV or something like that? Yes, yes. It it lowers. It's it's a classic technocratic fix. Right. Not going to happen. What What is it? Because HIV HIV has been basically cured in the West. They don't need hospitals like extend, or medication. You could extend treatment to make AIDS much less of a death sentence in Africa. You could do that. Or you could just chop the dicks off to make a, a slight decrease in the likelihood that they contract it. Okay. Wait, my I, me- and then okay. die from it because my, they can't afford the fucking my message, My message to Bill Gates, the Clinton Foundation, the World Health Organization... If you're coming for my foreskin, Molan Lab, Molan Lab, come and take it. Come and take it from my cold, dead penis. But that's the only way you're getting it. That's the only the thing, way you're getting it. The thing is with uh, with I want to regrow mine to spite Bill Gates. I mean, I got plenty, guys. If <laughs> my parents actually, I should maybe no, I will say it. My parents, <laughs> when I was like nine, I asked my dad why my penis uh, had the thing on it like the foreskin because i'm jewish and like i'd seen like enough other little kids penises to realize that like mine was different also because it was quite substantially larger at the time <laughs> right. um, and he was like you're you're circumcised i'm like no i'm not he's like wait what he he didn't know and i'm like didn't you like bathe me when i was a baby it's so, like you seem i'm nine 
Like you've seen, I, I couldn't dress myself until recently. Like I'm not sure. Well, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess we forgot. There was a lot going on back then. Uh, so, we're busy. So, but so I but we I, before Chris kills me for for making this like uh, four hours of work for I'm him. Sorry, Chris. What what is what is the thing about Bill Gates's connection to Epstein? Because didn't I see something about someone very close to Bill Gates was like managing all of Epstein's personal money? Yes, and then yes. his estate. Isn't he the executor? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His and that guy also. Uh, fuck. What was his fucking name? He was. He was involved in a company that's now doing some of the big coronavirus treatments. They are vaccines. Yeah, because that's the thing. Some people are talking about like I don't want Epstein DNA in my uh, in my coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, Boris Nikolic is his name. Yeah, um, like they're, they're, that's a conspiracy theory that he's like his weird panspermia, panspermia like a fetish he had about like inseminating the oh. world. He's going to do it by having his DNA placed in all of the coronavirus vaccines. Well, well, the thing is, so, two, two I believe things, it. I believe it. I don't. I mean, I'm. It's. I'm going to believe anything if it comes to Epstein. I've like all my like. I I took the bumpers off of the bowling uh, lane. I, I'll go anywhere <laughs> with that. Uh, there's, there's two things. There's, there's, there's two, two basically pain people that are close to both Epstein and Bill Gates. Of course, the the two men knew each other pretty well too. There's Boris Nikolic, who is just one of these fucking lackey toady motherfuckers who will always be like three quarters of the way up the food train or halfway up the food chain, but never fully at the top. Uh, he, he was the one who really like, uh, introduced Epstein and Bill Gates. Bill, Epstein, of course, hung out with like every single mother. I mean, we're talking fucking. Oh yeah, Bezos, yeah, yeah, he, like Ed Jeffrey loves the social. Life. Yes. Also, by the way, all this is happening after Jeffrey Epstein was arrested, of course, uh, and of course given a a very light sentence for um, uh, rape mm, of weird. young children. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. But with 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 Gates in in Epstein is that basically Gates laundered Epstein's money. Yes. Sent it to MIT. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, the thing that blows. Like, what is the deal there? Why and Harvard. Not yeah, the yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, ah, I, need, I knew Jeffrey because I wanted him to donate. It's like, you're Bill Gates. What are you talking well, about? Well, the thing is, and, and there's a really funny quote from, from Bill Gates where he's like in an email that they have where he's like, Mr. Epstein certainly has an interesting lifestyle. It's not for me, <laughs> but I can see why he does it. It's like yes. oh the only God. notable thing about Jeffrey Epstein's lifestyle is the fact that he had sex with children. Like, yeah. Bill Gates yes. is like, Jeffrey, I see you. I hear you. You're valid. You're valid. <laughs> and of course, now this like this, this Boris Nikolic, who, by the way, has one of the fattest faces in human history. I mean, oh, it is, it's huge. It's what we used to call my friends and I used to call a super face it's a, or a moon head. But uh okay 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 there are moon heads then there are moon heads some people find the moon emoji very erotic <laughs> Amber has one of uh sort of more like a Jupiter moon head it's one of the smaller <laughs> of like the 60 or 70 <laughs> that orbit you could that fit planet. about 30 you know how people are like look how many how many uh earths the sun could fit in it yeah you could fit like 15 amber heads in Boris Nikolic's head <laughs> Damn. so don't don't worry about it baby you're all good. Um, but but I, I mean, I, I do think this is pretty crazy because this happened recently. This happened this decade, years after everybody knew what Epstein was. Oh, yeah. Uh, and of course, he was hanging out with all these other rich people. But the thing was with Bill Gates is concerning is because Bill Gates drives a lot of the discussion and the research and and basically everything to do with public health worldwide, especially yes. in third world countries, like the kind of countries that 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 Jeffrey Epstein bought slaves from. 
And yeah. it's like, if you don't fucking think, if you think that, I mean, there are still some people who are like, look, it says health in it. That means it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. And it Bill sounds Gates, official. Exactly. And Trump doesn't like it, so it yeah. has to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill Gates' idea, his fucking idea, is to put something called micro dots, which are basically like little nanotechnology things that you can scan into every single person on Earth. And I'm not making this up. He is like talked about this explicitly in at length. The reason the I mark of the it, beast. He literally exactly. It's the Antichrist mark of the beast. But like it's it's to show that you've had your vaccines. So like cool. he's like, well, the way we could get back to work after coronavirus is if everybody gets a micro dot tattoo, a miniature like you can't see it tattoo that's able to be scanned from some kind of device that shows that you're up to date on your coronavirus vaccine or whatever vaccine is next. And uh, that seems a little perverse to me. What could go Yeah, wrong? I don't think that the reason he wants to do that has anything to do with vaccines. Yeah. I, I, he wants to keep you healthy. It just sounds like a technocratic fix to the well, issue. Well, no, it's of, just a way to shoehorn in other, you know, well, yeah, leap forward, no, right? Nothing insidious would be done with micro dots. Th- that's that's gonna, the thing, though. They're going to inject you with a, a, vaccine, a vaccine that contains Jeffrey Epstein's DNA. Yep. And, yes. a, and, a, mic, and, and a micro dot with nanotechnology that will make your foreskin fall off. That's yes. I'm done. Yes. I, I'm a vaccine truther now. I think we should sign off on that note. Yes, absolutely. All right. Liz and Brace, Liz and Brace, True Anon, always a joy to talk to you guys. Uh, If you're not, uh, if you have not liked and subscribed to their show yet, uh, please do so. Gang, uh, until next time, let's let's see the let's see that air sex, everybody. Let's do it. Are you ready for the air sex, girls? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see that stroke game, guys and gals. Let's do it. I think Uh. there should be I think there should be a girl version of air sex. Absolutely, one (laughs) hundred percent. Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. All right. Signing Bye. off. Bye. Bye. Bye.